The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix podcast. Tune in today. I'm real sorry, but I have to do a okay. small. I'm sorry. Mm, oh, nice. Sorry. HD. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the real pod. She back, bitches. I'm back. <laughs> she back in a big way. There was a bigger snort, which might have been, we might have got on, on mic just before, which really announced your arrival. That was the cone of silence. There is no cone. That is sac- a sacred snort. We're about to discuss, <laughs> so, like, fat bed sheets. I, I, I don't think there's any, there's no way you can hide. I think I had described your snort perfectly as HD, which uh, <laughs> accurate. My name's Jane Yee, snort specialist. I'm joined by Alex Casey and Duncan Grieve. This is The Real Pod. It's your Real Life in New Zealand podcast. Uh, and we have a hell of a show for you today. Um, excuse my absence last week. I had a nasty, nasty chest infection and a bit of a COVID breakdown. Not actual COVID. Didn't have actual COVID. Had a test. Um, but I was quite sick, thus the snort, uh, and now I'm feeling much, much better. Thank you for not asking. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to have you back, Jane. It was so oh, it was thanks. very stressful last week. It was it really was. I thought you guys did so great. I might, it might have been because I was delirious, but I thought you did so great, and I was very, very proud pod mom. Uh, it was definitely because you were delirious. I just remember a lot of like looking directly at Alex and us both just looking really frightened <laughs> and talking almost just to fill the space rather than with any great plan. There is a world where if we had been screen recording, we could give it to a skilled editor. They could strip the audio and turn it into a horror film <laughs> very easily. <Yeah. laughs> just quickly before we get into the real news, uh, our Facebook group is facebook.com forward slash groups, Real Pod Corner. Had a few new um, members join recently who are like, I'm feeling left out of the chat. I want to be in on the in-jokes. If you don't understand our jokes, you're normal. Uh, but you can you can aid yourself by going into the real pod corner, joining there and joining the cornies. It's a really nice place to be during lockdown, I have to say. Um, and also our pins, our corny pins, selling like hotcakes uh, at a McDonald's breakfast. So go and get yourself a corny pin on our website, thespinoff.co.nz forward slash shop. Do you know get what I've been thinking us. about? I've been looking at that pin a lot recently to sort of earth myself, centre myself. I actually think the pen would make a really good tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. You know Hello. how long yeah. have we been Wait. in lockdown? I don't know, but I think it's where, where would you get time. it, Alex? Where would you get it? The arse. <laughs> <laughs> the fart box. <laughs> Speaking of fart boxes, let's get into the real news. Real news. Real news. It's time for 
Ben, what is this podcast? What is this podcast? Got by lunchtime have never said fart box. They've never been brave enough. <laughs> Watch this space. Uh, I could have exited from the house for sure for going there. Leading the news. Some good news, actually, during COVID times, you can now buy some bed sheets that will filter out your partner's farts. So not so long ago in The Real News, we talked about how um, sleeping without underwear was a, a, a very perilous thing to do because <laughs> it shoots poo particles out into the sheets. Um, <laughs> and I guess if you're sharing a bed, those poo particles could be coming your way from somewhere else and you could be exchanging poo particles. <laughs> Australian company, good old Down Under, Shreddies if you don't mind, have released some special anti-flatulent bedding. It's got built-in carbon panels. I don't know what that means. To trap the nasty smells. Um, they, they have underwear that does the same thing. So they've used the same technology. Cool. Panels makes it sound like you're sleeping under, like, corrugated iron or something, right? Like, I wonder how soft these shreddies are because I am in as a dragon in Dragon's Den. <laughs> <laughs> um, the undies have won awards. I don't know what awards, but wow. it says award-winning underwear. And the porous carbon attracts and traps flatulence odours and simply reactivates uh, when washed. It just feels like too... Sometimes there's technology where it's described, you know, like, that just... That seems like what you want it to do, but not. it doesn't vibe like something that nature would allow. You know, like re- I, I'm okay with the, the trapping. I don't understand the reactivation when washed. That <laughs> no, just- neither. <laughs> it sounds like when the you know all the washing brands are like now with oxy action try enzyme, and it just sounds like gobbledygook that someone mm. in a in a marketing roundtable has made up and gone. No one will ever know. Just yeah. reactivate the ca- the carbon panels when you put it in the wash. Why not put these in elevators? Like line elevators yeah. with this stuff so that they attract, because that's a notorious place. As soon as you step into an elevator, you need to fart if there are other people here. <laughs> but it still has to travel through the air to get to the panels, right? So Stand you're Stand with your back to the panels. Every, everyone's standing with their backs right up against the panels. New idea, nose covering with the panels on the outside. No, because it attracts, but it attracts the smell. Oh, then it yeah. It attracts the particles, and then even if you can't smell it, you'll know you have poo particles on the outside of your nose sheath. But is it the smell <laughs> or the particle that? And are they are they one in the site? Like, like there's just a lot more science that is contained in this Daily Mirror story. Well, I think that the, the best thing about don't the give story away is, our sources, Duncan. Please, <laughs> <laughs> only the best. But the best part is the um, stock imagery. Like, there's these Getty images shots of these um, these couples in bed and complete gender stereotyping because it's always the lad who's got the guilty look and the, the ladette clenching her nose. And it's... Um, um, can I just say poor men, just for everything. We're really sorry. More, more oppression. <laughs> They're just really, really great shots. And I just it just made me think that this... I would love to have been at this photo shoot. And were they just doing that or were they doing heaps of different stuff? But the fact that they knew that there was demand for this, these shots, and that they had to... It's just beautiful. The world is complicated and it's making a lot of stuff that we probably don't need, but I'm very glad that we have. Like I think we image. need to get Shreddies on board with the with the real pod because I've just found this on the site. Can you see this? It's a man... <laughs> 
with glasses and a bow tie and several thousand pens in his pocket frowning and just the tagline, fart with confidence. <laughs> that's, that's the real pod. Is, the, is there a world where we can fart with confidence without needing porous carbon panels? Well, where we can just embrace the smell, embrace the sound. Did I tell you about my sort of moving David Lomas journey where I reconnected <laughs> with my dead grandmother and great-grandmother via my father? He told me... I can't wait to see how this, <laughs> how this ties up. <laughs> because I found out both my grandmother, who I never met, and my great-grandmother, both huge <laughs> fart boosters, <laughs> like had taglines. One of them was, wherever you may be, let your wind go free. <laughs> and the other one was... Do re me fa so la ti do what makes me fart, I do not know. And this wisdom was passed down to me recently <laughs> in a very moving sort of a moment. That's this amazing. Explains ev- it explains everything though, right? Like it explains how Alex Casey came to be. Yeah, it feels like they could have been part of like some sort of weird ye olde real potty, um, you know, recording for gramophone back in the day with attitudes like that. Is this, just tell me, Alex, is this part of your Scots or Italian lineage? Um, no, this is, uh, this is this is my dad's side, so no Scottish, no Italian. It's sort of German-English. <laughs> Anglo-Saxon. Just, just a cool combo. Cool, cool, cool <laughs> I really love this next story. I love animal stories. Um not usually a huge fan of insect stories, but this one really captured my heart. A mystery weirdo ringing a woman's doorbell late at night turns out to be a slug. <laughs> mystery weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> An English woman was confused when her doorbell kept ringing, warning her of unusual activity outside of her home, but the footage revealed the mystery weirdo was an innocent slug. Was he innocent, though? Sliding over the doorbell's camera. Um, I hate slugs, I can hate them, but I love the idea of a cute little slug just like trolling this woman. I just can't think about slugs ever since that video of Shari <gasps> eating the slugs on Instagram. <laughs> the slugs oh in her noodle salad. Oh my god. Yeah, that's that was, like, that was a pivotal moment in history. <gasps> well, did we cover that as a, as a we news story? We covered it extensively. We, covered, well, we didn't cover it on the site, but the real pod was absolutely all over it. God, it's almost like one of those incidents that needs like a a memorial day where you revisit it and <laughs> is Shari okay? Like I'm, oh God, I'm not okay now. I'm not okay. <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing it back up. It was, a, it was really disturbing. And I actually had a flashback to that just yesterday because I did a, um, a contactless drop off to Alex Casey of some Red Bull and some pods to brighten her day, some, some snacky pods. And, um, I couldn't get hold of Alex because it was a surprise drop and I was trying to get hold of her, or you, I don't know, who am I talking to here? And, then, um, and I sat in my car and there were some bushes close by and I was like, should I stash them in the bushes and just drive away and just let Alex know that they're there? And then mm. I thought of Shari. Now, everything was sealed. You would have been fine. The slugs wouldn't have been able to get in. I don't think you would have accidentally eaten slugs. But just weird that I was thinking about that. And then there's slug news. That is weird. Makes you think. Maybe... It's not about accidentally eating slugs. Maybe it's hashtag slugs for Shari, where we all very deliberately eat them to, just as a kind of gesture of solidarity. Absolutely I, not. I'm just floating it. 
I'm just putting it out there. I well, think it, like a slug, it. like slug. You eat like you know slugs and garlic butter, or some pasta. I think that would be okay. Don't you think? Yeah. I just hate them so much. I hate what they do to my flowers, and I hate when I accidentally touch one. Dirty perverts as well, like as we know from this story. Slugs have yeah, four totally. noses. Did you know that? No. Fun fact. It's my, it one, it's my one like pub quiz fact that I've learned and will continue to say until it is the answer. <laughs> well, you know what? Slugs could really do with those bloody cow and sheets because with four noses, imagine, imagine if a slug fart filtered through to another slug. Does a slug have an anus? <laughs> <laughs> do not know. Um, okay, and a bit a little closer to home now. Uh, this is this is a, a classic Dunedin animals in peril story. Uh, the fire service was called to rescue a duck from a student flat roof. It couldn't be more Dunedin if it tried, this story. If it doesn't incorporate a student flat, then it's happening in another city. Um, so after the, the you talk, guys talked last week about a chicken going past a fish and chip shop, and, um, and there was a story about ducklings stuck in a drain, uh, the Otago Daily Times reported this week the local fire service was called to rescue a paradise duck stuck in the event of a North Dunedin student flat. Well, it was nesting. wasn't wasn't necessarily stuck as such, but it was rescued and presumably nests elsewhere now. Once again, I am begging the South Island for just any of this kind of news in Auckland, <laughs> if that's what your emergency <laughs> services are dealing with. <laughs> if that's what's leading the bulletin, good grief. I think, <laughs> oh, my God. I, th- I think it's revealed a huge content marketing opportunity for Dunedin, which is to put up with the mild irritation of having just thousands of just random animals just unleashed on the city in return for knowing that you just get an endless stream of kind of cutesy animal in an odd space place stories, which then serve to keep Dunedin front of mind for the whole whole nation. Like I, I, I genuinely think that's an opportunity to become the kind of animal calamity, but, but cute, capital of New Zealand. Cute capital of New Zealand. Dunedin, the cute capital of New Zealand. That's a great animal, tagline. Anim, animal calamity, though. It can't just be cute. Mm. I actually have a, um, I have a, an Auckland animal, well, duck specifically, story to share in the real life <laughs> section of this podcast. So just, just park that. And uh, and we'll, we'll 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 circle back around. Um, can I just briefly some a slug update? Some slugs breathe using using delicate feather like gills that surround their buttholes, which suggests to me a presence of a butthole. A anus. <laughs> 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 very strongly suggests that you're right, Alex. Where, where, where are you sourcing that information? And that's from, and that's from mentalfloss.com. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, butthole is just not a super common sort of Wikipedian term. <laughs> Oh, God, here's another cute story, but it is, um, (laughs) it's cute, but it's also, like, very bougie, okay? So an adopted greyhound called Lewis flew around the world in Singapore Airlines business class with his owner when she relocated to Italy from Melbourne last month. Had a very nice time, celebrated his birthday, um, got given a little cake and a couple couple of little cupcakes and a croissant for his birthday. Um... Is that? I didn't know you could fly with your animal just there in business class like that. Just loosey goosey around the shop. No, no geese, no geese. <laughs> <laughs> just dogs. They, they, the way she got around it was by um, claiming him as an emotional support animal, which yeah. 
just it did feel a little bit like could, you know that's most dog owners could could plausibly claim this. Certainly, it was a revelation she had that he was that as they led up to to take off, rather than something which he'd ever been prior to then. It it has a certain the whole story has a certain privilege reek for sure. Mm. This dog yeah. ate muffins, croissants with and strawberry jam on his birthday, and then slept the whole flight. It's basically how I do it. <laughs> it's a greyhound, right? And greyhounds are notoriously, despite the fact they're used for racing, notoriously just chill and sleepy, right? There are a yeah. number of greyhounds around the spin-off office, and they very much live up to that. Uh, description yeah all the little furry um little dogs like my, my pickle um drive everyone crazy and bark and kind of get under everyone's feet and really it's quite annoying bless them i love them all um but the greyhounds come in and they're just like sup and they just nose around and say hi to a few people and they just chill out like beautiful statues they're lovely lovely dogs anyway what a lovely time he had i resent this dog i know i'd love to fly anywhere right Especially the Italy business class. I just had to get a bloody refund on my Jetstar flights to WOW. So you can imagine, I'm livid. I'm livid <laughs> <at> this dog. <laughs> okay. Um, now, we talked about Marpo's mystery undies flusher a couple of weeks ago. And the there's an update on that. The Tasman District Council have announced that last year there were 22 blockages caused by clothes and underwear and identified a map. The, uh, of the houses where um, where the possible culprits might be doing the flushing. Incredible. They're doxing the undie flushes. I love that they're closing in <laughs> publicly. Like the investigation <laughs> is now. Is there going to be a Netflix doco about this? <laughs> it's it's oh interesting gosh. as well the way that it happened for a few years and there was publicity and they stopped and then, you know, like some sort of serial killer that couldn't quite quit. You know, they, they've they've restarted it, I mean, society relies on people not doing this kind of thing like every day we all get up we all want to do it you know <laughs> but we just can't like the whole thing falls apart and I understand Marple's <laughs> desire to to really uh nip this one in the bud <laughs> they're actually seeking uh the help from the public they've put out a call if you suspect this may be a member of your family please speak to them and point out the problem they are causing. And if you suspect it may be a neighbour, please contact one of our wastewater engineers in confidence and we can take it up from there. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's so good. A, it's so good. It's so good. Because you just, how do you suspect someone? Because obviously it's a very private activity. Most toilet stuff is. Certainly that's the way I do it. And the idea that you were just, this guy just has that vibe. You know, you just look, he's always buying new undies. Yeah. And, <laughs> He just, yeah, it's it's amazing. Everything about it, it's a beautiful, beautiful story. Um, I don't know that we know that it's a guy. It's definitely we? a guy. Okay. Do you I reckon? mean, you're, I, pick, pick your side, Duncan. You're all over the place today. <laughs> and, yeah, you can't even trace the retailers because it could be could be doing a scattershot online shop, you know? Could be all over the place. Could be completely untraceable. Fake name, fake credit cards. <laughs> Someone's going real deep in, in their commitment to this. Criminal, criminal activity. Is it criminal to to cause that kind of disruption to infrastructure? If it's not, we need to emergency session of parliament to pass legislation. <laughs> um, that actually, that story came via a corny. So thank you, Sarah Thomas, for that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to stretch, and we will be back for some real life and some real bits. See you soon. 
Kia ora koutou katoa, te aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. As we find ourselves navigating a new outbreak and lockdown, everyone here at The Spin-Off remains committed to bringing you quality independent journalism, which, of course, includes our coverage of COVID-19. It's not an exaggeration to say we couldn't do this work without the generous support of our members. So, if you'd like to help us keep Aotearoa informed, please visit thespinoff.co.nz slash members for more details and to donate today. Guys, what's been happening? Picnics. Oh, really? Actual picnics? Because you, oh my god, you had a birthday, Duncan. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Duncan. Yeah. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday to you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Did <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have a nice birthday? What happened? Um, I had a barbecue with um, my daughter, Jet came around, and, and my mum, who's um, joined our bubble. She lives alone. And uh, Jet's got these two little Japanese barbecues, and uh, we just cooked lots of like, little little bits of things on them. It was, it was a very nice time. The weather kind of played ball. It was, it was just... Uh, it was a nice time. The thing I woke up today and realised was that I've just turned 42, which means I'm exactly 21 years... My 21st was 21 years ago. That yeah. doesn't seem that long ago. And I was just like, damn, that was half your life ago. You're just... You're old. You know? Like, I yeah. just... There was nowhere to hide. But I was okay with it because I'm sort of just... I'm kind of checked out mentally on all this stuff so you know bury, bury the lead a bit there Duncan how old's Jet? Jet's 20 okay so Jet has 20, 21 two... at the end of the month on Halloween okay and she's got two little Japanese barbecues yeah that's a story right there how cultured is that for a 21 year old uh, she, she's I'm a still highly... eating two minute noodles she I mean I'm high... still eating two minute noodles Honestly, she's she's uh, she's a cultured lady she drinks natural wine wow. I actually both the, the the barbecues, I bought her one and her mum bought her the other one for the same birthday, which we both had this genius idea. One's charcoal, one's gas powered. It was an absolute mission to get hold of the gas powered one. I had to buy it second hand off a, a Japanese restaurant. But um it's a it's a cool vibe. Wow. Can I come over for a picnic? Would love that. I would love that. Thanks. We had a cup of tea, Jane, you know? We did outside. have a cup of tea. We did. So, you, in fact, Duncan, you were the very first level three sanctioned visitor that I had. Not that I had been having unsanctioned ones. I mean, once we were allowed to have visitors in our garden, Duncan was the very first person who came at an ungodly hour halfway through his morning run. Um, just looking to beautiful. On me. <laughs> and we had a lovely cup of it wasn't tea. It was Makona. We mm-hmm. had a lovely cup of instant um, and called up, and that was really, really nice. And and Alex, you're like the only other person I've seen. <laughs> That's very my, my popping. That's very touching. I've only seen you and uh, me, ma'am. I have plans. I have plans to have a have a picnic with um, a flat, but then I panicked and <laughs> cancelled. <laughs> Just the idea of talking to like multiple people at once became 
it's hugely overwhelming for me. So just working through yeah. some social anxieties there. Do it in the safety of a podcast. I've just kind of got this thing where I'm like, I just want to wait until we can just hang out properly. Like, you know, I want to just like save it because I'm so anxious about the toilet stuff. Like genuinely, it like really stresses me out. And I'm the type to just forget and break. And I don't like breaking rules. Like I'm just, it's just, I'm riddled with anxiety about it, but I'm sure it will relax. I did see my mum. We went for a lovely walk up up the mountain which was very nice because we're allowed to walk with people now as well aren't we yeah oh honestly the freedom (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing eh like no being told that you were allowed to go for a walk with someone sounds like a really annoying chore in the old times now it's a lovely gift it is um i have speaking of walking i've done some (laughs) last week i did some walking for the first time in lockdown that's completely fine, right? It's seven weeks without basically leaving the house. And then I finally went and then I just like blew out. I did like two one-hour walks. Crazy. Uh, and I mowed the lawns. It was just, I just went nuts. But I just want to say on meeting up with Alex, I, I kind of feel like it would have been a great pep moment. Were we pep worthy? Um, <laughs> both in track pants. Yeah. Alex has actually got, Alex has got zip pockets on her track pants, I noticed, by the way. I do. Is, it's pretty cool. They're actually, they're um, actually Joe's, but. They're mine now. Same with these Barker's yeah. ones. Inherited. And also wearing socks and slides, weren't you? Of course. I'm not going to waste so we my time were, with we were both just there. We were both just there looking like weasel gummage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool up-to-date cultural <laughs> reference. Really cool. <laughs> Google that. And then and with, a, with, a, with a couple of Red Bulls and a pack of pods, like, sitting on the footpath between us. <laughs> It feels like it's you like, just were doing a photo shoot for the cover of the, like a real pod, um, like a post-breakup album, you know, where I've gone solo and <laughs> <laughs> Alex and Jane are still still rocking. <laughs> the gummage, the gummage era. <laughs> it was terrific. My other big news um, is the duck that I mentioned earlier in real news. Um, so I have these ducks that visit, I think, I've talked about it before on the podcast. They come quite regularly, uh, pretty much daily, I think. And last week I had quite a confronting situation. Ducks brought a friend. I don't know if it was the friend or one of the OG ducks, but they had something like speared through the kind of the neck, not not just below the neck, the like, I don't know, the bit, the, the bit that you'd eat, I guess, the breasty bit. <laughs> and um, on closer inspection, it was a fucking biro. It was a pen. Oh, my God. Like, how does that happen? Call everyone. The place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I videoed it. What are you going to do with this footage, Jane? Um, I put it on TikTok. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I went to help it. Like, one, as soon as I realised it was a pen, I stopped videoing. And I went to, like, pick it up thinking, and well, I don't know what I was going to do. Put it in a box and call Bird Rescue or what. But it flew away. Still can fly. Um, so, Godspeed, little ducky. Hope you're okay. Wow, that's really distressing. It's Oz. Pendock. Um, you got any news, Alex? Not any huge news. Ukulele practice is going well. Great. Spent like two hours straight playing I'm Yours by Jason Moran. <laughs> so that's the, kind of, that's the kind of lockdown level we're at. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Can I get some information about, I feel like Joe is either like obsessively into that as a thing that to be happening or it's just ruined his life. And there's nothing in between. Which is it? He definitely has headphones on, but he's encouraging me to practice because he takes his 10-year-olds, so I'm I'm working through the 10-year-olds ukulele course that he normally does with his students. 
I'm <laughs> yours. Amazing. Just Can a you horrible play? song that should not be. It's a horrible song, but it's very easy to play on ukulele, and I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> Can you? Right now? Can you? I can't right now. I'll be so overcome with stress. I need to practice first. I need but you to like, will. Also, I will, I will. I'll do it. I'll do something horrible for the pod. Can you also do Somewhere Over the Rainbow? There's one chord in that that I don't know yet. <laughs> so I, I only know four chords. <laughs> and the truth, eh? <laughs> um, I did write a parody. I also learned Let It Be. Very easy to play as well. And um, I wrote a parody song about Shewees. <laughs> so I think I'm like going to become a ukulele parody um <laughs> comedian which i think is like really on trend <laughs> the, the um crazy thing is i think we always already knew that about you yeah <laughs> i also I, my, my, my big lockdown purchase was a keyboard like a piano like a digital piano and i've been loving tinkering on it and i wrote an amazing like chart topping pop song um and then I realised that the song I wrote was actually Graduation, Friends Forever by Vitamin C from the 90s or early noughties, which was a huge hit, can I say. So, like, I, I, yeah. I had it in me, but I wrote a song that already exists. But That's can I be actually, part of it? Can we, do, can we be a duo, a comedy duo? Well, Definitely. you've already got the cover shoot, hopefully, assuming someone had the camera out. <laughs> We might be able to rip the security cam footage of us meeting <laughs> for a gritty actually, color. I, I know you're laughing, but that's actually inspired. It really is. <laughs> oh, dear. Any other, any other real useful. life to add? I've got, I've got some Masked Mountaineer. If we're, uh, oh. I would like to just thank each and every corny that got in touch after last week. Had a lot of, um, a lot of entries and um, a lot of enthusiasm for the Masked Mountaineer. These uh, these are not mine because I haven't been out much. These are actually from Joe, and I'm going to botch them. And if you can figure this one out, you'll know how why I'm really annoyed that I wasn't there. But the clue for the Masked Mountaineer, for those who haven't played before, these are people that we see up or around Mount Eden who are famous wearing masks. <laughs> so the first one is, huh, didn't know the guy who made those night sticks would be there between two hills. Whoa, I know that's that. crypto. I, I, know, I know who it is. I know who it is. Do I know you who know? it is. I oh, know because no, I know. I told you. Yeah. you told me, but also, that's a great clue. That is all Joe. He knows about medieval stuff. I never would have thought of that. The other one is, huh, a never before used hybrid bath shower. <laughs> and this one is a bit loose. I just feel like the fact they both start with, huh, is it yeah. just <laughs> incredibly funny writing? <laughs> It's tough oh it's been a very celebrity week. They're all having picnics and bloody parnell, probably. Oh, that is great. Okay, we got a we got a we got a track on. All right, uh, quickly we'll just do some real bits and then we will uh, we'll wrap up. Okay, update on the chocolate fish that Hills Bears promised to people who were going to get uh, vaccinated on a certain weekend. Not that long ago. Uh, she did send them out. She sent out hundreds of chocolate fish to seven sharp viewers. Good on you, Hills Bears. And I think there's some, I don't know, footage of that somewhere. <laughs> I, I, so, so, Jane, you listen to the podcast. I have no memory yeah. of it. But did, did I claim low hundreds as the number? I did some modelling. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think that's what you said. 
yeah, I think you said oh. low hundreds, and that's where we ended up, right? I feel hugely validated by that. Um, I think should so, really huge. I, I would write, just up, write up your CV and send it through to the Ministry of Health and. and um, Oh, no, that, that contract the, is, is to Puna Matatini and uh, Sean Hendy, I know you're listening, uh, <laughs> come at me, you know, just at that, <laughs> off the top of my head, smashed it. Um, you're looking for credibility right now and you've come to the right place. Uh, did you see uh, Nicole Bremner's live cross from Te Aumutu? I did. I did oh, all my homework this week. Fuck, man, what an absolute professional. I don't know what was happening on the main road there, but there was so much noise going on in the background. Um, there were, like, sirens and cars revving up, and, uh, and and she was doing a live cross and just stone-cold professional. Just didn't, didn't skip a beat. I don't – I actually think the new generation of – like, it feels like – there were the same reporters for like decades growing up and then suddenly they all disappeared and were replaced by basically what seemed like children in suits. <laughs> and and then there's just a very few who've been around and seen some things. And to be honest, the children in suits are amazing, like really, really good. Uh, but You're talking about like Jack Tame, <laughs> Jesse Peach, David Ferrier. No way, right? no way. That's another generation. There's a whole new one. There's a whole oh new God. one. That if you watch all of the um, the sort of on location correspondent pieces now, but uh, that but I um, as good as they are, I just wonder if they would have had to been able to just just rail through without uh, not any evidence that they could even hear. It's just an amazing performance. I just I'm in awe. We could never. I mean, we get distracted by a piece of dust floating in front of our eyes. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm just in awe, and you know, I think that broadcasting is one of those things. Looks easy, isn't? If these boy races going past and sirens and so on, so just think about that when you apply for South Seas. Okay, Seven Sharp found Dave, the oldest uh, bulldozer driver in the world. So the story goes that someone in the states claimed that they were the oldest dozer driver and then a Cantabrian family were like, hang on, what about granddad? Dave Lott, he's 92, he works full-time on his dozer. The footage is delightful. It's so delightful. He's not charging around on his bloody lifestyle block bulldozing shit. He's down in some river building some sort of a bank thing in a huge dozer, like huge this is incredible. I need to, I haven't seen this man. I need to, I'm zooming through. I'm zooming through the vid right now. He's unbelievable. The secret is breathing in diesel fumes, he says. <laughs> now we're sucking diesel. <laughs> he says, I don't want to stay at home. It's bloody boring. So he probably had a horrible time during, uh, during level four there. Just wanted to get back I, out in the dozer. He's definitely an essential worker. He's like literally rebuilding a riverbank after a flood. You can't get more essential than that. He is Dave Lott is an unbelievable find for, from Seven Sharp. Like that is just such a that guy is amazing. Ninety two. If he's wow. not known around the region as Dozer Dave, then Canterbury needs to sort this shit out fast. Oh, and he's got a little doggy in his dozer. Oh yeah, the, the dog's called Tui. Aww. Yeah, so sweet. That's our podcast. We got to go.
we've been talking too long, so we're going to wrap wrap this shit up. And don't forget to tune in to this very feed that you got this podcast on for our Celebrity Treasure Island Real Recap that will be dropping straight after tomorrow night, Wednesday night's episode, the last episode for the week. And we will be recapping that with great enthusiasm. Great week on the island. Great week on the island. So good. Thank you very much to everyone for listening. Thank you to Tara for helping us out with our um, our breaking stories. Thank you to I here for producing and just being just such a gem as always. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Duncan. Thanks, Cornies. See you soon. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.